Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, we're going to have the latest information about a new program from the Canola Council of Canada. We're also going to be talking about the weather outlook for September as we talk to somebody from AccuWeather. We're also going to have your livestock report, market update, and resource report all in their usual spots on today's show, which will start right after this. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Canola Council of Canada has unveiled a new program earlier this month that offers financial support to help growers initiate or advance 4R nutrient stewardship on canola acres. Curtis Rempel, the Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation with the Canola Council of Canada, gave us some information on the new program. Sure. Um, thanks, Tanner. Yep, we, we're, we have this program and it's, like you said, it's either initiating or advancing for our nutrient stewardship best management practices. The best management practices are tied to uh, the, the four R components of right product, place, time, and rate. And um, so those BMPs uh, tied to the four R stewardship then would be um, soil testing, enhanced efficiency fertilizer, uh, adoption or use of enhanced efficiency fertilizers, what we're calling preferred applications, and that is focused on moving some of some or all of your fall fertilizer, applied fertilizer to spring banded or spring banded plus in crop. And then last but not least, the, the field scripts or um, looking at uh, nutrient or nitrogen zones w- within your field to optimize, um, to optimize yield and profitability. So in some instances uh, on farms, um, or on fields, the fields are not homogeneous, and so you have areas uh, that are higher yielding and can benefit from higher nitrogen, and areas that are lower yielding and would would have a higher economic return if you're using less nitrogen on those areas. So those those are the BMPs, and the theme, as you've probably ascertained, is around uh, nitrogen or nutrient management. For growers who either initiate or advance this program, what is this going to do for them? Okay, well, the, in terms of the 4R stewardship in it of itself, it's, there's a, a lot of research around um, 
four R's being able to um, increase your yields, increase your profitability, and reduce your production risk while at the same time reducing GHG emissions. So you're getting that, that benefit of, of productivity and profitability along with, um, along with um, a sustainability um, attributes as well. And so the program itself, uh, financially, it's, a, it's, a, it's um, initiated by the federal government and through that on-farm climate action fund. And financially, growers are eligible for up to $12,000 of funding per farm, two, two BMPs per field. Uh, sorry, yeah, two BMPs per field, $6,000 per BMP, so up to $12,000. So there's a, little, there's a little bit of financial incentive to either start a 4R program or advance some of the practices that you already have in place. And I know that this program just launched, but how has it been received so far by growers and agronomists um, that have either participated in the program or that have uh, looked into it? Uh, so far, all, all good. We've had a lot of positive feedback, both from growers and then from, of course, there's a, the, our program, um, our particular offering, uh, the Canola 4R Advantage. Um, because of the 4R, the focus on 4R, the grower needs to work with a 4R designated uh, professional agrologist or CC uh, certified crop advisor who has the 4R designation, and you need to have an attested 4R plan. And so we have a lot of professional agronomists in Western Canada who are uh, who are on board and advancing the 4R nutrient stewardship because it 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 does bring about that increased profitability and productivity. And uh, and so we've we are with with the with the sort of the professional agronomists, uh, it's also been very well received. So yeah, so far so so good. I mean, I think there's uh, there is um, we're just in the infancy. Like we've just sort of launched the program August seventeenth. So uh, you know our our uh, uptake is has been has been good uh, in terms of, uh, of of people applying. And we're also we wanted to be up and running in advance of the big fall fertilizer push. So I think you know we'll just see increase demand increasing as as growers finish up harvesting and and start planning their rotations and nutrient requirements into the fall period. For growers who are interested in this program, how can they go about either applying or just finding more information about it? Yep. So we have all of the information on the Canola Council of Canada website. But the, the quick link is canolacouncil.org forward slash 4R Advantage. But if you just typed in canola 4R Advantage, it would take us, it would, it would get growers to the website. And the, app, the application portal, everything there is, it's all web-based. And there's a, a detailed, um, detailed guidelines around um, soil sampling, participating labs, um, eligible enhanced efficiency products, all of those sorts of things that, that growers or, or uh, agronomists would need are all listed on the website. That was Curtis Rimple, the Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation with the Canola Council of Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Covering for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. This portion of 
of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Prairie Six, six Inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Prairie Co-op Grow Team fueling farms and feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. It looks like we could get a bit of a break this weekend from the very hot weather, but just like that, it's going to return next week as August turns into September. For farmers with late-seeded crops, they need the good drying conditions to continue. I spoke with Brett Anderson of AccuWeather about their forecast for the next few weeks. In the west, I would say, again, other than this brief little system coming through in the short term, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we are looking at uh, another heat wave, heat wave setting up over the next uh, week or so. Um, as we get into September, um, latest signals do show below normal rainfall throughout much of the uh, prairie region, including the western part here. So it looks like, again, generally drier than normal conditions expected uh, into uh, September. As we get into October, November, um, what we expect, we expect rainfall to trend closer to normal, if not slightly above normal in the far west. Uh, as you go farther to the east, especially across southern Manitoba, uh, we think uh, conditions are going to remain uh, fairly dry, below normal rainfall uh, in those areas uh, right through much of the fall. As we mentioned off tape, it's, it's been quite a heat wave across Alberta. In fact, most of August has been uh, fairly warm across Alberta. And you mentioned next week possibly some, some record-breaking heat. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's a very strong signal. We've been seeing this signal uh, for a week now uh, showing a strengthening high-pressure ridge uh, across the Canadian Rockies. And, uh, you know, again, we're going to have a little cool down here in the short term, but uh, things are going to really start to heat up next week, probably peaking midweek or so. Um, I'm expecting widespread uh, record high temperatures, especially across the northern two-thirds of Alberta, perhaps into the northern half of Saskatchewan. Uh, yes, still hot in the south, but probably not record challenging in those areas. But, uh, again, much above normal temperatures uh, throughout much of uh, at least uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan uh, next week. That was Brett Anderson with AccuWeather giving his forecast for the foreseeable future. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's talk about the hog market. Joining me is Kevin Greer of Kevin Greer Marketing out of Guelph, Ontario. Give, give us, I guess, a, a broader update here. What is the health of the hog market for the primary producer right now? Well, I don't like to use the word health or whatever. Just to, the, the reality of it is, is that right now, though, um, I guess if you want to use the word health, they're, they're tip-top shape. Um, margins in Ontario are probably a hundred dollars is net margins probably a hundred dollars a hog uh, western margins are a little behind that probably because of the feed differential but 80 or so so I don't think we've seen margins this good since the PED um, 
period in 2014. So, and it's, it's shocking because the uh, you know the the green prices are still so high. So, no, it's in terms of hog margins. Um, yeah, you could say tip top, tip top shape. Okay, good. Okay, now what has led to this, and is there any opportunity for longevity to these thicker margins? Like I say, uh, at first glance, you'd think things might be rough because feed prices are still high. And the herd has been cut back in the United States because of the PE, not sorry, PED, because of the uh, coronavirus challenges back in 2020, which ran into 2021. The fact that, uh, you know, hogs were not being uh, processed or harvested or slaughtered, whatever the word you want to use. Uh, in, in that period, there was a backlog of hogs in both Canada and the United States, which led to severe financial troubles and uh, led to liquidation. So we are still uh, at the point of the herd where the the hog numbers are down compared to the peak of about 2020, but they're not down materially. Like the the numbers are still compared quite favorably with say 2018, 2019, when we thought we had a lot of hogs. So pork production is down, Sean, uh, year over year by about, uh, the first half was down about 3 or 3% or so. As we go through the summer, it's down about 1%, but it's still a lot of, a lot of pork out there. So, you know, the reality of it is, Sean, strong prices are being caused by excellent uh, U.S demand for pork pretty pretty darn good export demand not as good as uh, in some years but uh you know, because China's not uh, not as strong as it once was, but um, no, it's it's. I put it right back to domestic demand, and it, again, it's all part of that big big picture of excellent red meat and poultry demand, Sean. So it's it's a credit to to uh, to meat demand once again. Demand has really really kind of weathered that storm, so to speak, up until this point. Obviously, there's there's still there's still time ahead of us, but the consumer <clears throat> has said, you listen. Uh, I don't care what you say about price. I don't care what you say about plant-based proteins. I I really like my my meat, and I'm mm-hmm. going to keep buying it. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could say it any better than you just did, Sean. I think I think that's that's all bang on. So why don't we go to the next question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. But no, I think you're absolutely right. And, and it fooled me. You know, I I was certainly one of the ones that thought that. Uh, be having some demand problems by now. 2021, Sean, was off the charts for, for pork demand. Just in, in, And again, in the United States, I'm talking off the charts. Never seen it quite so good in, in, in decades. So I thought for sure, given gas prices and, and everything, like like all the things you were saying, that it would cut back. But no, it's it's not as good as last year, Sean, uh, based on my measures. But uh, it's, it's, it's holding its own quite well compared to history. You, you mentioned the export market. And obviously, mm-hmm. Asia is a key for us. Where, mm-hmm. from a Canadian perspective, where are we winning, and where are we struggling? You mentioned China's a bit of a struggle. Are, are there others? Yeah, we're not doing very well export-wise in in many markets. Uh, China has been the biggest disappointment because of the political situation. We still have the uh, majority of our plants delisted. There was three that got relisted not long ago. But no, our, our, we're just not into China very much at all because of the like the, the politics and plants being delisted. So, and, and couple that with the fact that Chinese demand has not been roaring hot like it was just a few years ago. Japan has been disappointing to, to our packers in recent months. And then the rest of the world knows that we're vulnerable because of China because we, you know, we went locked, uh, locked up into China and all of a sudden we're cut back. And so the rest of the world sees that and says, okay, they treat us accordingly. Like, uh, you know, like you might, uh, if, if, if somebody was vulnerable, you know, and want to sell you something, well, um, I know you can't sell it anywhere else. So here's my price. 
This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and Moose Jock Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair, drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejocktruckshop.com. Looking at the forecast today, there's a mix of sun and clouds with a 60% chance of showers late this afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm and a high of 27. And tonight, partly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers this evening and after midnight with a risk of a thunderstorm and a low of 12. So thankfully, the riders are playing in BC, not at Mosaic Stadium tonight. And tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds, a high of 20. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a 60% chance of showers and a low of 12. And on Sunday, there's a high of 25 with cloudy periods a 30% chance of showers, and a low of 11. Around the province at this hour, in Estevan, it's 27 degrees, Swift Current 26, Weyburn 27 degrees, Moose Jaw is also 27 degrees, Yorkton at 25 degrees, and in Regina, it's 25 degrees. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Wall, the Scribner, filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com, and by Pattison Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution, fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. In this week's crop report from the Ministry of Agriculture, they listed grasshoppers as once again the cause for serious crop damage. Sarm President Ray Orb says that it's been a while since he's seen grasshoppers this bad in the province. Yeah, it's you know it's been a good while. I'm thinking you know maybe back um, you know the early 80s uh, when we we kind of saw this kind of infestation. Uh, you know I've seen uh, videos and, and lots of photographs of some of the, uh, the, the the grasshoppers in certain parts of the province. You know, keep in mind, these pests seem to go along with dry weather. So if you have areas of the province where there is a drought, uh, these uh, pests seem to multiply. And the unfortunate part about that is if you have a sustaining drought, uh, they could be even worse next year because they fly. And this time of year, many of the adults are flying and then they lay their eggs in different places. So they're able to spread, you know, fairly uh, great distances over a short period of time. So it's a concern of ours. We're certainly, you know, keeping an eye on that uh, situation. It may be to the point where, you know, uh, farmers might have to, uh, and organizations like SAR might have to ask the province perhaps for some, uh, for some help on this. I know going back, into those 80s, I think it was even as far as uh, far in as 1988 when we had a pretty severe drought, like a broad-based drought in the province. Uh, there was some help, uh, you know, from the federal government as well. And so uh, these uh, pests are hard to control. Uh, chemical means are available, but you know they're they're quite costly, and it seems uh, it's it, it's kind of another blow 
you know, uh, onto the uh, farmer's cost of production. It affects, it affects ranchers, of course, too, because, you know, they're destroying forage, uh, some of the pasture land, too, where, uh, you know, you see uh, just so many grasshoppers, it's, it's hard to believe that they can multiply that fast. What is the most uh, effective way to take care of grasshoppers, and is there anything that can be done this late in the year? Well, you know, the most effective means are, you know, uh, chemical means, of course, I would mean spraying roadsides. And uh, we did have some programs, uh, you know, going back to those uh, 1980s when we did have a lot of drought. Uh, I remember RMs did spray a lot of their roadsides. They actually, we actually did aerial application. We hired uh, planes to be able to do this so they could cover you know, an arm could be sprayed in, uh, you know, four or five days if the weather was good. And so uh, there also was help at one time um, to provide farmers some funding to spray at least the perimeters of their crops, you know, to control them before uh, they went into the main crops. You know, and, and, and seeing how that worked, it, it did result in many cases where farmers had to spray, they had to spray every acre that they had. And so that, that's quite costly. But that's really the only way that they have to protect their crops. And, you know, especially now, uh, we see commodity prices fairly high, and we hope they stay that way. But um, it would be something that farmers need to uh, monitor for next year because, as the, you know, as the crops come off, there has probably been damage already. We're going to see more crop insurance claims this year, probably because of the drought and the grasshopper damage. But uh, I think we should be prepared, be prepared, and so should the province be prepared for more problems next year associated with grasshoppers. Orb added that as for what can be done right now, farmers are going to have to wait for the cold to take care of them. We'll be right back with more Saskatchewan agriculture today after this. Get you an agriculture today on the source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market and Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. And with another work week in the books, Adam Piccalo, a futures commodity advisor with PI Financial, gave us the latest update on what the markets looked like this week. Well, starting off on the November canola front here, we saw November canola increase approximately $30 a ton here, with today being a strong day up about $12 approximately. Then on the Minneapolis wheat front, the September contract, which is going to be expiring soon here, was up about to 20 cents a bushel here on the week. Overall, the trend for the wheat markets have been lower to sideways. We may need some help from China or the trend could really kind of stay down, I would say, right now. The market has been oversold on the wheat side, uh, but we have seen a four-day rally recently. Uh, supply concerns have reemerged as really just traders see ample global supply. So on the wheat front here, I would say definitely we may not see some higher prices until potentially after harvest. And then when looking at the canola front, canola has been supported here recently 
by the soy side of the market. The soybeans in particular have been rallying uh, up to levels kind of back than we've seen in later July. And soybean oil as well rallying as well. So it's, uh, I would say those markets are quite supportive right now. And looking at canola going forward, 850 is resistance. I am watching, which we are right there on contract. If we see that break with some momentum higher, 900 could be in sight. And Adam, is there anything else you want to add that you've been either telling your clients about uh, about the markets? Only other thing is today markets have definitely been volatile, especially on the stock side with the U.S. Federal Reserve talking about interest rates. And they're, they're warning of still some more pain ahead as they are going to tighten more uh, their interest rate policy to bring down inflation. So today the stock market is quite volatile and declining here on the day, which could spill over to commodity markets at some point. But I think that's just uh, one important factor to note for all markets going forward. That was Adam Picallo, a futures commodity advisor with PI Financial, who will hear more from with the closing grain prices. The market updates on The Source, 620 CKRM. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. Your market update is brought to you by Sask Pork. Perfect pork, our passion, our promise. Learn more at sasspork.com. And don't put off your summer projects. Freeze Talman offers delivery to your rural or lake country properties. Looking at the latest Viterra price quotes, Durham at 408.62, Feed Barley 262.87, Canola 292.42, that's up 5.3 points, Chickpeas 925.95, flax 627.67, lentils 704.50, oats 269.53, yellow peas down 1.8 points to 433.70, feed wheat down 10 points to 289.56, and one red spring wheat is up 2.7 points to 7 to 373. Pardon me, 09. That's been your market update. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes from Heartland Livestock in Moose Jaw. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 270 an offer at our Tuesday regular sale, consisting mainly of cows and bulls. These good, big, strong cows, 111 to 121. We had sales rate up to 127 on those top high-yielding kind of cows. Wet cows and medium cows from $1.4 to 10. These older cows, 95 to $1.3. Big bulls continue to hold their own with lots of them starting to show up. 135 to 144. Sales rate up to 148 and a quarter. I expect that market to kind of weaken in the next few weeks. Calves and yearlings continue to sell very strong right now, with quite a few yearlings and calves showing up here next Tuesday, August 30th. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Dog call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Coming up, we're going to hear from Colin Lundquist, who's in Foam Lake, and then the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Sitting in for Jim Smalley, here's Tanner Wallace-Gribner. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. 
Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid and brought to you by Western Egg Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The Jim Pattison Children's Hospital got a significant financial boost Thursday from a local Saskatchewan farmer. Gene Pedwerbowski and his family near Borden donated $1.98 million to the three-year-old Children's Hospital. His daughter Jacqueline Baum says her dad suffered a life-changing farming accident last year and during that time they saw up close how Saskatchewan's health care sector was doing. With the healthcare sector dealing with the pains of the pandemic, they wanted to provide some assistance, especially for the children who were the future of the province. Baum says her dad's accident was tough on the entire family. So it really has um, put our family through a lot, but I, if I could focus on the good for a moment, it would be that it has brought our family closer together. Um, and, you know, he grew up with two girls, so I think he's just used to being emotional. <laughs> This was the first significant donation that the families made. And on the markets, the TSX is down 229 points. The Dow Jones is down 629 points. Oil is up 11 cents to be trading at $92.63 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar fell 58 one-hundredths of a cent to be trading at $76.79 U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune into the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. I've been Tanner Wallace-Scribner, and that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.